What's up, y'all? I am Dr. Craig Walid, your host here on the Prison to Promise podcast, where I explore strategies formerly incarcerated people use to build a life of promise and avoid returning to prison. I am joined by Brother Divine, a.k.a. Victor Lombard, in this episode. Divine describes himself as an innovative visionary, leader, hip-hop rap recording artist, urban entrepreneur, inspirational and motivational speaker, social and criminal justice reform advocate, an activist, and an actor. Please join Divine and me as he walks us through his journey from crack to rap to tech. You don't want to miss this. Now let's go. So uh, I wanted to say thanks. Thanks for your time um, here on the Prison of Promise podcast. Um, my main objective and aim for doing this is really to try to um, spread the message of hope to other formerly incarcerated people and currently incarcerated people so that they can see people like you, people like me, who have been impacted by the criminal legal system and who are now doing um, things that we like to do. We're living a life of promise. It may not be the next person's promise, but it's our promise. And so um, that's why I invited you. I, I saw you on LinkedIn. I saw some of the things you were doing, saw that you were just as impacted. And I said, this brother's story would probably be great to share with our listeners. So once again, thank you, um, Brother Divine, for your time. Absolutely, King. Thanks for having me, man. Most appreciated. No doubt. So if we could just jump right in. Um, I'd like to invite you to perhaps tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and perhaps how much time you did behind the wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Divine, uh born and raised um in a middle class life, early childhood in um in Newport, Rhode Island. Um eventually was transplanted to Brooklyn, NYC, came like a second home. Um, but prior to that, around 10 years old, um, I lost my mom's little situation she had like a mental emotional breakdown she didn't she didn't pass away but I just lost that motherhood and um by 13 years old she became addicted to crack cocaine um during the early 80s crack epidemic that plagued um urban urban um urban communities throughout the US yeah and you know I became a victim of, of that war on drugs if you would uh so by 13 I'm in the streets hustling and because I was raised middle class my my intelligence compared to my peers was you know above average um, and you know, I moved very, very swift and I was uh, very, very mature for my age. Yeah. Anyway, that led to me becoming very, very good in the drug trade. Mm-hmm. And by 19 years old, the federal government came in, you know, I was arrested, um, sentenced and, and convicted and sentenced to, um, to 84 months in federal prison, which is seven years. Yeah. Um, and that time I kind of laid back and, um, and built my spiritual self up. I became connected to a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of the um a lot of the spiritual systems that were out there, studied study all world religions. I would study geography because I only had an eighth grade education. So mm-hmm. I was jumping all my skills. And I actually um solidified myself as a hip hop rap recording artist during that time. Cause I've always, I had always been a, a writer. I yeah. always loved, loved spitting, I loved hip hop. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. One of my great greatest loves. That's my thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. man. So, 
I was, yeah, yeah, I see it, I see it. So I was a spitter, man. I was a spitter and um developing home that skill while in prison. Um, decided to create my own record label, start my own record label, become an executive, as well as um uh, as well as an artist. Came home, tried to do that, that, but what I realized it didn't matter that, you know, my dream really didn't matter if I didn't have the um the actual background, right? The formal background of 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 an of a, of a record level record um executive a record label executive rather, oh and you know I didn't have the good credit, and these things were my were my barriers to entry, if you would. Yeah. It didn't matter. I had mastered the whole the whole music game, mm-hmm. reading and studying. Right. Um, I didn't have I didn't have I didn't have a uh, you know a piece of paper and a plaque. The credentials. That or to give people the confidence that, um, I could perform at a high level, mm-hmm. or that I was worthy of, of of a bank loan or any type of thing of that nature. So I went back to the streets, and that led to you know that led to um, a, a negative psychological psycho recidivism, man, and you know meets me going in and out of prison. So that's kind of like you know the beginning of um. Of my situation, if I like to break my, I like to break my my um my life up into three type of major events that happen. Mm-hmm. I just told you the part the, from crack part, right? And then and then, and then the to, to rap part. You know what I'm saying? From crack to rap, and then the third piece of the major event that happened in my life was like about ten years ago. You know, and we can dig into that um as well. But that's kind of like the, the the basis of who I was. Um, you know, the, the trials and tribulations I was dealing with as somebody that was. Formerly incarcerated, system impacted. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be able to release myself from that cycle of recidivism, mm-hmm. you know, the next 20 years, man. Wow. Wow. And that's heavy, man. And thanks for sharing that. And I think a lot of people can appreciate that because a lot of people come out of prison, as you know, um, mastered uh, math skills, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, insights. But then when they touch down, it's difficult for them to get in because of all the barriers that's placed in front of them and many of them as you illustrated, go back to the streets because that they got to eat and then they find themselves in that vicious cycle of recidivism. How did you break that cycle of recidivism? Like what happened for you and what was the turning point? Well, that, that's, that's huge. Um, again, you know, I, I frame, I frame my life in those three major events, you know, from, from crack to rap to tech. Mm-hmm. So I, I say this, um, with only an eighth grade formal education, a decade of incarceration and no tech background, I was able to break into the one of the highest levels of Silicon Valley technology venture capital, man, and 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 put my life on a trajectory for certain success. Mm-hmm. And and I and I'm and I'm living that out. Yeah. And that happened because the last time I was incarcerated about 10 years ago, I, I took stock of my situation, was really like, yo, I'm too intelligent and wise to be sitting in prison yet again. Mm-hmm. So I started taking stock of myself and um, you know, examining um examining and asking myself questions and finding those answers, I was like, yo, what do I what am I really good at? What 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 skills do I have? Yeah. You know what I mean, what I really love doing. Yeah. And what I realized is that I love the I love the process of making money. I yeah. love I love business, man. I've always done all my life since I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So that's what I know. Right. I just had to re, I just had to reframe and recreate the mm-hmm. source of that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I had to do. So mm-hmm. when I thought about that, I said, well, I'm a businessman. I always have this intuitive natural business sense all my life, which allowed me to excel in the drug trade. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So like I put my mind, the first time I went away in the, in the feds to spirituality and, you know, in, um, in um, African-American history and, 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 and black culture and, and, and all that, I said, yeah. you know what? I'm going to study business deeper. Yeah. So I started reading, you know, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Richest Man in Babylon, 
Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Entrepreneur, Inc., Black Enterprise, yeah, um, yeah. Fortune, all these all these different magazines, just gleaning all this information and knowledge around around business and entrepreneurship. And that's when I came across this article about this famed Silicon Valley um, billionaire venture capitalist named Ben Horowitz and how he used hip hop to teach business lessons to his employees. Mm. So that piqued my curiosity right there. I'm like, yo, what's this? What's venture capital and a billionaire, you know, white Jewish guy got to do with hip hop? Right, and that's your thing. It makes sense. It didn't yeah. correlate, right? It didn't make sense to me. So I was intrigued by that. Um, and then his favorite artist was artists that I, I, I had befriended. Um, and not only that, but um, my music always got um, got compared to this mm. and, and sounded similar, which is you know the great the great God Rakim. And um, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. being said, with that being said, um, I was like, yo, I got to tap in with this, with this who this dude is. So I reached out. When I was in prison, I reached out to my peoples in the, in the world. I was like, yo, go on Wikipedia, find out who this dude is and, and print out their Wikipedia and send it to me. So when I got that Wikipedia, all those pages, I'm reading about who he is and what's written there. And I, and I learned there was, there was two more touch points, not only hip hop. The other touch point was, was that he was um, philanthropic, mm-hmm. that he was also um, the same Zodiac sign as mine. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, there's similarities there. You know what I mean? The mind moves according to the stars. Absolutely. So I was like, you know what I mean? I want to tap into that. So I was like, yo, if I can get this dude to invest in my music company, game's over. So I was already envisioning flying out to California, to Silicon Valley, which I didn't even knew about Silicon Valley prior to mm-hmm. me reading these magazines. And I fly out there to his office and be like, yo, you know, so I am, is what I do. You know, you, you, you invest in me. I'm that bold, right? Because I know, um, I know fortune, fortune, um, fortune favors the bold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know that for actual facts. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, that's something I was already thinking about doing in prison. So anyway, I, I get released two years past. I'm watching TV at home one night, and I realized that this dude's on the TV. When I read about it, I didn't recognize the face, recognize the name. Mm-hmm. Did some more research the next morning about him. Learned that um he had a book out at the time. Learned that his wife was actually African-American from Compton, California. Oh, wow. Yeah, Four. my mind started getting blown as the facts started unfolding. Yeah, yeah. He had this blog, and he had this blog, God, that was that was read by like 10 million people globally. Mm. I went to his blog, and the latest blog post was called Legend of the Blind MC. And it broke down, he broke down why he loved hip-hop. Mm. When I discovered that, I was like, yo, it makes it makes perfect sense. Then I learned that he was um, I read another blog where he was talking about why he was. Um, donating the proceeds of his of his book to women in Africa who are in the struggle. Mm. So that really that really um aligned with you know with who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that being said, I I researched him on Twitter. I found him. At the time, there were a lot of fake profiles of of of, of prominent people. Yeah, and it still um, is. So I was yeah, it still is. But like back then, it was like flooded. So I wasn't sure if it was him or not. Um, so I just reached out to him, and, and sure enough, he hit me back. And I talked about Rakim, my connection to Rakim. I just did a show at Ra uh, that a, a couple of months prior, and we started chopping up. And I'm like, "Yo, I read about I read about you while incarcerated. I learned why you loved hip hop. I would have never known." And we just start this dialogue for like an hour back and forth with through mm-hmm. tweets. And I'm like, "Yo, man, listen, will you will you direct will you follow me so I can direct message you?" So he ended up following me because back then you couldn't direct message anybody unless you unless he followed you. Okay. So I went to the DMs and I hit him up and basically told him my story about my life. And I told him straight up, I said, listen, man, I knew she was going to ask you to invest in my music company. 
But now that I have this opportunity, man, you know, were you mentor me? Mm. I became a billionaire, man. I want knowledge, man, not money. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And, um, I had a Kickstarter at the time. I was raising 7,000. I gave him my Kickstarter link so he could check out my music. Um, Like an hour past, he came back, was like, I juice up your Kickstarter, and here's my email address if you have any questions. Wow. Wow. And so it was on from running. That was, that was, so that was the start of what led to my, my becoming empowered to finally break free mm -hmm. a negative psychological cycle of recidivism that had been, that I had felt I was locked into since yeah. 13 years old. Yeah. And you know, that man's belief in me. And I think even before that man's belief, it sounds to me like, that man's belief and investment in you was like the cherry on top. It was the final straw that broke the camel's back, as most would say. Absolutely. You know, but I heard you talk about some other things, like you did like some, some self-inventory, you know? And I think that that takes a sense of humility, you know, to really look inside myself and start to recognize what my gifts, my talents, and my skills are. And then once you recognize that, you realize I, I've had these talents and skills all the while, but I need to reframe them, you know, right. you started to reframe them and put them towards, I guess, for lack of a better term, more positivity. Um, you started to bubble a bit more. And then, yeah. you know, the the last piece that, that really hit me before you talk about how this brother invested in you was the power of seeing yourself doing something different, envisioning yourself, you know already there before it's even there. You know, what some folks in different faith, uh, belief systems call faith, you know, just right. believing that it's already happened before it even happened, already claiming it. And so that's power, God, you know, yeah. this man invest in you. Yeah. So I want to add on to that. You hit some, you hit some real, real good points, God, because a lot of times no one really sees that I actually manifested this mm -hmm. for self. I manifested this. Of course I give crazy credit to him, because the most side works to everybody, everybody and everything. Absolutely. I, give, I, give, I give crazy praises to him um, and his wife, him, his wife, uh, you know, well, him for ushering, uh, uh, his wife ushering me, me in and just open up the doors for me, man, and, and, and make and make it happen. Him open up the doors for me and his wife ushering me in. Because mm -hmm. they both have played a significant part in my transformation, yeah. in, my, in my adding on and building. Because yeah. when I look, when I was sitting in prison taking stock of myself and that, that, um, that internal reflection, um, the introspection, I realized that like I really didn't have a trade skill. I didn't really have a work history. My work was in the streets putting it in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was really good at that. Yeah. So I had to take all those skills that were entrepreneurial, in fact, yeah. and just transfer them. They had to be transferable skills. And those yeah. transferable skills, I realized, could play a role in this new world that I was entering. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This new world. Cause I, cause I, yeah, because I, yeah, I sourced product. I yeah. marketed my product. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I financed my product. I, I I did the books. I did the accounting on the money that was coming in. So what's the difference? No one, spend, no one would allocate it. So I did a lot of different things in business in the streets that I didn't really realize were business skills. Yeah, or that were utilized and leveraged in yeah. legal and formal entrepreneurship and startup building. Mm. So so to get back to it, the manifestation piece, I actually envisioned myself going to his firm. I actually envisioned myself knocking on the door of his firm going in there and pitching myself to him. Mm. I can tell you these words now, firm, pitching, yeah. Silicon Valley. I couldn't tell you those words, venture capitalist. I yeah. couldn't tell you those confidently back yeah. then because those words, I didn't, first of all, I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. have that, that lexicon or that, or that, you know, or, that, or none of that, yeah, or yeah, that yeah. vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. But then as I started reading and building the business, I started picking these things up. 
Mm-hmm. So what's crazy about it is that I didn't even think about that piece. Not only did I, not only did I meet him, connect with him in person, um, impress him enough to want to invest in me, both personally and financially to some degrees, um, like I had envisioned, but but changing my life, like I had said, this man will change my life. Yeah. But I also went to his firm. Yeah. Actual vision I had. Yeah. I actually would manifest later, years later, and go to his firm, knock on that door, or enter those doors, and sit in his office. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. The so mine is phenomenal. So a lot of people miss that, G. A lot of people have heard my story. My story has been out since 2015, 14, 2015. Really got big. I've been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, Tech Funds, all the magazines I was reading inside. Yeah. Inc. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like a lot of people miss the man- the power of my manifest- manifestation of that. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. visualization, the yeah. manifestation of it yeah. into a reality. They yeah. always say, "Oh, you, you, you! I can't believe you, 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 you reached out to him. You just reached out to him." I, I was like, "Yo, I can't believe you didn't." Right, right, right. What you got to lose? <laughs> you can't reframe my thinking. Right. Can't. I can't believe you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see when people say that to me. I see a hesitancy. Mm-hmm. I see a fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that comes from. But I've always been a, uh, you know, um. I always had a high self-esteem and a strong self-confidence. Yeah. And I think that comes from my early, my early upbringings, God, mm-hmm. being, you know, middle class and my mother working and, you know, not really knowing my father, but him being in the picture somewhat, but not yeah. really have that fatherhood. But I think it comes from that a lot of it, you know, DNA intelligence, man. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's, that's kind of where things had them going, man. But that man believed in me, man. And that really, really changed my life, man. When he, and that's what I credit, I credit his belief in me to triggering me and empowering me mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. really finally break free that that last, like you said, that last straw that broke yeah. the camel's back. That was it. Yeah. He believed in me and I went for it, man. Mathematics. You know, that's beautiful. So what are you doing nowadays, man? Like what what is like your business and what is your life today? Yeah. Um I'm I like to uh you know say I'm a bona fide entrepreneur in the in legally, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um I've, I've built up, I've been building up my formal entrepreneurship and startup building skills over the last eight years since, since meeting Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, after I met Ben, I started my first financial technology company. Knew nothing about technology, especially nothing about financial technology, which is the most regulated space in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, 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 I leaped in, man, I took a leap of faith. And I went for it. I just felt empowered because I wanted to have, I wanted to make, make and have social impact for my community, man. So I started ideating a product in the financial technology space. Um, and my company back then was called Black Tech, Black FinTech. And Black stood for Building Leverage Acquiring Knowledge. It was an acronym. Building Leverage Acquiring Knowledge. And that was really based on really more than more than a word. It was it was more more of more of a um of an action, of an action word in the sense of me yeah. always, always being able to look at knowledge as a way to elevate. And you mm. know where that comes from. Absolutely. And do the foundation of that. So, so when I looked at that, I worked in that company for like four or five years. I got into an accelerator. Um, I raised a little seed capital. Um, but it really, it really didn't um it really didn't manifest the way I wanted to. I built a team, but the team wasn't as as aligned with the with the problem like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as personalized to them as it was for me. So the team uh, disassembled, disassembled, and um I found myself alone trying to really do it alone and it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So I put it on put it on the side, let it go. Um I failed forward if you would. Yeah man. I failed forward, learned my lessons. I was I was on the West Coast at the time, Silicon Valley to LA. 
came back to the East Coast to reset myself on some personal issues back home. And um that's when that's when COVID hit. Um and uh and last year, um I actually was able to position myself when I was in Silicon Valley to a sixty thousand dollar corporate job in, in technology. Oh wow. Word to to getting a second one and a third job, sixty thousand in California to when I came back East Coast getting a job for a hundred thousand. Wow. So I was I built myself up those, elevated myself those years to make my value yeah. worth yeah. that type of salary. Yeah. Yeah. Um however, uh that was short lived. Not anything not any doing on my part. It was short lived. And then I had another situation for hundred K. But I realized to myself, it'd be good to do that. I said, but am I really gonna be happy? Am I really gonna be satisfied and fulfilled? If I don't go out there and create my own job, yeah, you got it's gonna not only pay me 100k, but it could possibly pay me 250k and allow me to position myself to build generational wealth, yeah, for my family, yeah. So I took another leap of faith, G, and mm. I said, you know what? I'm gonna let that hundred go. I'm gonna go get a hundred myself. I'm gonna get myself my own job. So I started ideating mm. last year. I started ideating a new company based on the same. Core concepts of what I wanted to do with that. The mind, the mind. Yes. There we go. Yes, the mind's elevating. So I said, so I sat for the last seven months. So I sat for seven months from October last year and started ID in this thing, um, this new company called Solvent, mm -hmm. S O L V E N T, mm -hmm. which meaning having um assets over liabilities, mm -hmm. uh, basically being 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 debt free. Uh, so I started ID in that guard and um. Same space, fintech, just a different different positioning, better brand, better premium brand look, mm -hmm. and just really telling the story a different way. You know what I mean? And 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 um, yeah. I was waking up at five a.m., going to rest at 10, 10 p.m. for seven months straight, putting for it seven in. days a week. Yeah, I did everything myself. Yeah, I created the website. I wrote the copy. Wow. I designed the logo. Wow. Um, I designed the uh, you know the website. I designed the pitch decks for the investors. Mm -hmm. I did it all, yeah. and then an opportunity came. So you know what they say, luck is God. You know what I'm saying? The preparation is opportunity, yeah. as you know, right? So my time came when when my preparation met the opportunity. I saw the opportunity on LinkedIn mm -hmm. at Amazon's AWS, which is Amazon's um web services. Okay, where um had a new program. Well, underrepresented um founders mm -hmm. and um their first cohort was going to be for black founders specifically okay so what i did was i applied mm -hmm. i applied and um i got accepted nice and that, and that gave my company two two hundred twenty five thousand. wow that's peace we program um a hundred thousand in, in aws credits mm -hmm. and one hundred twenty five thousand unrestricted cash grant mm -hmm. so that really positioned solving for the next level, okay, and that's where we're at now. Just coming out of that that um that accelerator. And how long have you been doing? Say, this? say it again. How long have you been doing this? Um, I started working on solving, like I said, the idea last year around October. Um, we incorporated in February of 2022. Okay, got into this program in March. Okay, yeah, it was in March, or April. I think it was March, April. I can't remember the exact date, but yeah, I think it was the end of March. This is beautiful. And and one of the things um I remember you saying is um you didn't have a formal high school education. 
So yeah. you know, some people think that if you have degrees or if you have credentials, that means you're qualified. Sometimes some of the most educated people are the most foolish. And some of the people who don't have these paperwork are the most brilliant. As you and I know, there's a lot of brilliant brothers in the streets, a lot of brilliant brothers and sisters in the penitentiaries. And a lot of times all we lack in is a belief in ourselves and access. You hit it right in the head, G.O.D. So I want to dig a little into what, what solving really is so people, the listeners will understand what it is. And Mm -hmm. what we're doing so solving is um is a financial empowerment well all-in-one financial empowerment uh uh fin financial empowerment wealth building platform specifically for the system impacted mm -hmm. to optimize their financial lives and when i say system impacted generally most people think uh incarceration but mm -hmm. well, um we were actually redefining that and okay. we broke it up into four segments okay. so it's a social economically disadvantaged mm -hmm. the formerly incarcerated the uh the um the family, friends, and loved ones of the formerly incarcerated and or incarcerated and the incarcerated. Mm. So we touch it. We touch on individuals who are impacted by mm. the system because we know the system has a much wider reach than just incarceration, mass incarceration, recidivism. We can look at poverty. We can look at um systemic barriers, yeah, such as uh you know systemic racism, yeah, and social injustice and inequality. Yeah, poor uh, schools. We can look at financial exclusion. Yeah. Uh, we could look at um, you know, lack of home ownership, mm -hmm. um, and these different systems that keep us can keep us out of yeah. being able to really build financial empowerment. So that and, system and is really broad. Exactly. Exactly. System impacted. Exactly. So when I when I look at that, then that's why we use the term system impacted. Mm -hmm. We just don't say formally incarcerated. Right. That's only one piece of the system impacted. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, so our platform, we we build these uh, personal financial and banking tools, products, and services. Including mm -hmm. financial literacy and entrepreneurship education for financial empowerment and well building, and I like that you you mentioned a uh, word you said uh you said uh damn I forgot the word you mentioned but it's really a system I've built mm -hmm. a system for change yeah a system for systems change right because we know that it takes more than just one um tool product or service or mechanism you know what I mean action to achieve financial empowerment and well building yeah right. And oh, that's what you said, the access. And so we base this, so we base this, G, we base this on six key mechanisms, mm -hmm. six key psychological mechanisms. Oh. One is access. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, one is awareness. Mm -hmm. Two is access, mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah. Three, um, three is opportunity. Mm. Four is mentorship. Mm -hmm. Five is is um is frameworks. Mm -hmm. And six is pathways. Pathways and access so to the pathways, those sound almost synonymous. Yes, yes. So what it is is that this system we've created called Solvent, with the way that we've designed it, with the things that we offer, mm -hmm. brings you through those things mm -hmm. psychologically. Yeah. So it, so it stimulates and, and facilitates critical thinking. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, stimulates and, and facilitates uh, self-improvement. Right, yeah. uh, so self development, and so you're helping people manifest their own ideas, their own realities. Yes, I am empowering them with a system. So basically, everybody's not going to meet a billionaire. Right. Everybody's not going. That's not going to happen to everybody. Right. So how could I bring the billionaire to them? How yeah. could I take everything I learned over the last eight years, uh, compile it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Compile yeah. it, um, and in a way where it's accessible mm -hmm. 
for them to digest and it's digestible, easily yeah. digestible for them yeah. to get these high level concepts mm-hmm. that they've never been in contact with or even heard about right. and be able to internalize them and leverage them and move on those like I did. And create their own pathways. To, to Exactly, to accelerate and elevate their success like I did. Yeah. So I created Solvent as a system for that. Wow, man. This is deep. This is real deep, God. So tell me this, man, as we're starting to uh, come towards the end of our discussion, what are some key insights you would share with another brother or sister who is system impacted, be they coming out of the penitentiary or working their way through poverty or overcoming an addiction? How? What's some insight you would share with them to find their, their footing? A few things. Yeah. First, I say conceive it. Believe it, achieve it. Hmm. The power is in the mind. Yeah. The mind is what creates everything that we see externally in the physical world. Mm-hmm. The mind is is, is, a, is a fashion of all those things. Yes, sir. Well, so it begins internally because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can have externally until you have it first internally. Why equals self? Because the internal, the internal, the external is a, a reflection of the internal. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that would be the first key insights I'd give them. Then I would say um, wealth building is 80% psychology, mm. 20% mechanics. Mm. So again, we deal, we're dealing with the mind. Yeah. We're dealing with um, self-development, self-improvement. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. For someone to put themselves on a path towards mm. uh, accelerated and elevated success. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a... And then I would say, believe in self. Believe in self because that's going to be what determines your courage, mm-hmm. your 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 action or your execution. Mm-hmm. Because you need courage to activate. You need courage to execute. Absolutely. Because so if many you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. Your 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 own your your own blockage or barrier to your mm-hmm. success. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Everything you want is on the other side of discipline. Mm. Everything mm. you want to achieve. Everything. Anything. Fear and discipline. Everything's on the other side of that. So we have to be able to get over that. Move That's right. That. That's right. And that discipline and that work you put in is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to pay off because there's no shortcut to knowledge. As Ben Horowitz says, there's no shortcut to knowledge, um, especially knowledge achieved through experience. Mm. That's the best knowledge. Go do it. Get it yeah. done. Because yeah. what you will, will be. Yeah. Mm. What yeah. you will, will be. As a man thinks, so is he. As the man thinks, so is he. James yes, Allen. Absolutely, Lord. You know what I'm saying? The last thing I would say, yeah, yeah, it's on my bookshelf too, girl. So yeah. the last thing I would say is, um, another one I got from Ben Horowitz, what you do is who you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because those What you do is who you are. doesn't matter what you believe, what you think, what you feel. What you, what you do is who you are. Yes, indeed. And that has a lot to do, again, back with the psychology of man. What I do is what I think. That's right. Wow. That's right. That's heavy, man. That's real heavy. So tell me this, man. Tell the listeners how they can find your artwork, you know, your music, your productions, and how they can prop, uh, possibly get in touch with you to learn more about your work and maybe become a student. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm gonna give it to you like this. So, as you know, I was, I was um a former professional hip hop rap recording artist. So I have 
I have I definitely have works works in the chamber and that's out there in, in the world that they can check out my music. Um, Divine Fourth Letter. Everything's Divine Fourth Letter. D I V I N E. The number four T H letter. Mm -hmm. Um, on all social media platforms. Okay. Including YouTube, where I have videos and all that. Um, if they want to learn more about Salvin and what Salvin is doing, uh, that's that that is um at just Salvin. J U S T S O L V E N T on mm -hmm. all social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the website www.justsolvent.com. Check out the website. Um, and, and and I've never done this before in um in any type of interview. Yeah. Uh, and this is the but this is the different type of interview. So I'm gonna yeah. drop this as well. I'm yeah. gonna get my email address out. Oh, that's so fine. If anybody wants to contact me and reach out to me, um, you know. Feel free to do so. I encourage you to do so. I will reply. I will respond. Um, and I'll try to do it in a timely manner. Um, but you can reach me at divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, at justsolvent.com. And that's what it is, man. That's what it is. And that's what it was. Yo, this has been divine, divine. I really appreciate your time. Um, really appreciate your insights and your wisdom. And I'm sure anybody that listens to this is going to be motivated to do better for themselves. And so with that, I'm going to call it a wrap, Lord. Peace, God. Peace. I'll be in touch. Yes, sir. All right. 100. One. If you're someone you know would like to share your story on the Prison to Promise podcast, hit me up with a quick email at drcraigwaleed at gmail.com. That's D-R-C-R-A-I-G-W-A-L-E-E-D at gmail.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram under Dr. Craig Waleed. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Waleed Craig. I look forward to hearing from you. Peace.